Welcome to the Packers pregame podcast. I am the host today, Bill. Uh, Mike is not here with us. He is battling with uh, some sort of illness. I believe it's called coronavirus. Um, It's news to me. I have not heard of it. Uh, I'm sure it won't have any effect on the country at large for an extended period of time. Uh, But anyway, joining us is Jeremy resident Bears fan here to give you everything you need for NFC Divisional Round Saturday. Yes, and first time, long time, Ty. Hey, howdy everybody. You know, a long time listener, long time uh, group chat, long time best friend. I'm just really happy to be here. Great friend, friend of the friend of the friends here, and friend of the show. Oh, we love friend we love our friend Tyler. He's been wanting yes. to come on for a long time, and I'm very excited for him. I'm yes, excited yes. for him to show his his chops. I'm very excited for myself. Yeah, Ty told me before we started he's been digging into the X's and O's, so we're gonna hit him really hard with the with the play by play and really get into the minutia of everything. He may be a big time Bucks fan, but he's also an NFL tape dog. You are correct there. I got I got yeah. bookcases filled going back to the the late eighties um, of uh, you know game tapes, uh, things of that nature. I'm uh, I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, no no one no one grinds tape quite like Ty does. So we're yep. excited to have him here with us. Uh, so with all that being said, we're gonna get right into it because uh, it's the playoffs. Playoffs. Wow. Uh, it's Packers hosting their arch enemy playoff uh the 49ers of santa clara i think <laughs> uh so i am not nervous at all he lies to himself i'm fucking terrified for this game the I'm niners are they they are your boogeyman right i've tried to think of other teams but it's gotta be uh, they are absolutely our playoff boogeyman uh i guess you know i mean Tampa's right there at this point because of the loss they gave us last year. I think recency bias, but I think I would say overall the boogeyman is definitely the Niners. Well, you got history with them. You don't have history with Tom Brady or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady just has history with everybody. Yeah, yeah, we 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 beat up on them in the uh, the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, they've come back with a vengeance. Um, so with that being said, uh, I want to get our minds right for this one. So. The playoff mentality for this one, uh, this is a quote from October by Matt LaFleur. He was asked about preparing for players for their first noon game of the year. He said they got to wake up with their piss hot. And so Bob Demosky followed up and says, how does one get their piss hot? Which, Bob, your piss is hot. I mean, you should just know this. But as LaFleur said, he said, it's a mentality. So I want everyone here on the podcast hot piss. I'm pretty sure that he uh, cold pissed Nagler earlier this week. Oh, definitely cold pissed Nagler. I think he said it. He said he's like, hey, that's that's not warm. That's 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 cold piss, Aaron. Speaking of, speaking of cold piss, did you guys see the picture of Joey Bosa taking a leak behind the bleachers at a Green Bay High School? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, they were practicing at the local, I think it's Bayport? Yep, that's the High one. School. And uh, some, some kid in class pulled out his phone and took a picture of a Guy in a big, a big guy in a '97 jersey taking a leak into a garbage can. I know, I know, it's a, it's a practice field, obviously, but yeah, it's pretty bold just to have uh, your number and your last name just 
right there. And I mean, he was like front and center for us. Yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of, one of the first things I wouldn't even say teach you, one of the things that you should just know when you're committing a crime, like whipping it out in a school is uh, don't put your name on the clothing that's going to show up on camera because right. then it's really easy to track you down. He's like yep. the guy so that showed I'm... up to his court hearing for stealing a Dolphins jersey in a Dolphins jersey. Yes, exactly. Uh, I... So I'm not saying that Joey Bosa should be arrested, but Joey Bosa should be arrested. I'm sorry, is it Nick Bosa? I don't remember which one. I think it's Nick, but I'm on the same page as you. I just It's one of them. I don't really care it's who. Nick, it's, it's Nick Bosa. It's Nick. Because jo- Joey plays for the chargers yeah it sounds a lot more look at us it sounds like you should play for the chargers if your name is joey i don't know uh-huh. that was a That's good true. call so i that saw two i saw both sides of the practice field thing the first mm. one i saw was wow you're letting the enemy use your fa- facilities in getting acclimated to the cold just oh guys stop giving away your tickets to niners fans stop letting them practice and then i saw Mosquito, whatever his name is, saying, put him in jail. <laughs> it's Mosquito. Yes. <laughs> put him um, in jail. Well, yeah. Well, the thing, he, I think something he also said was uh, the Packers are going to have this one spy-gated so right. hard. Right, yeah, that's what I missed. They're going to have every camera, every drone. Every 13-year-old with an iPhone is just stealing plays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Packers The Packers are going to know what the whole, the whole scripted first drive is, play-by-play. It's going to be a wreck reckoning for the Niners. All right, Bill. You got here <laughs> okay. on the rundown that will lead into what I have to ask, but you've got Mr. Beater um, Pukowski, yes. that is, giving you all the hopium in the world. Would you give me that give me correct. a hit of some of that hopium, and I'll try to you know counter that with some uh, negatium. Okay. Uh, well, I think you could just say copium, but I don't, I don't know how the... I don't, I don't get the copium work. joke, so I don't know how that works. Okay, that's okay. You don't have to. They're, it's it's for people who are terminally online like myself. I'm pushing P. Um, I don't even know what that... I saw that one last night, and I don't even know what it means. No idea, but we are the PPP Packers pregame I, podcast. Ooh, okay. What about the Elm, the Elm something? The West Elm kid? I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't keep up with these kids these days. Yeah, I don't care about it. I just uh, want to watch football. I'm glad we haven't dated ourselves to all of our listeners with our references with this meme talk. Um, but let, let's get right back to the Beater Pukowski hopium. Um, so basically, as soon as the Dallas Niners game last weekend was looking to go final for the Niners, Beater immediately started tweeting about the matchup and was just giving like back in week three like Packers did this and this and this and I mean it, it just it started right away and it was full on just like you know oh, I've seen it all as of towards the end of the regular season I decided to follow a bunch of the uh, Packers guys because you know mm-hmm. just know know thine enemy and all that so I see all the stuff <laughs> yes. and like I've almost, con- I've almost contemplated taking a bunch of screenshots and putting them in a folder of like things that I see that are just like super normal to either other fans or Packers fans. And just like, this pisses me off. Like, this is stupid. This, I hate this. I, I just want to take, get a folder of things like I look at and it ruins my day for 10 seconds. But How do you I have not, not have that, that already? Because, what? How do you not have that already? Because I didn't follow all these people uh, until this year. So I just, I'm just getting a feel for what they're seeing and writing and thinking and tweeting and whatever. But I've seen a lot of the beater stuff, and 
yeah, he's doing a whole lot of like, guys, it's going to be fine. We are better. It's going to be fine. We're a better team. We're so much better. But mm-hmm. this is what I want to ask you, Bill, because I started thinking oh. about this. This isn't like a gotcha question. Oh, go. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> no, seriously, it's not, because I, I just started thinking about it, and I'm trying to figure out where the differences actually lie. What is actually, what is different about this year versus the 2019 season? Like, matchup-wise, uh, like, difference, what's different about the Niners, what's different about the Packers, and why should this game, uh, why should you feel so good about this game? Because I think, for the most part, the Packers should feel good about this game. Yeah. Um, well, I would say, I mean, the, the Niners are, I feel like they're basically the same, more or less. I mean, they right? still got Jimmy G. Uh, I mean, they have, do they have most Mostert anymore? I mean, is no, he still they around? have another they're, stable of running backs that I mean, are basically the same. Yeah, person. they've just got... They have Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, I think, gets some carries. Oh, yeah. Former Buckeye Trey Sermon. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the run game is slightly different people, but still the same results. Uh, the defense is still nuts. The, the D-line is crazy. Um, I guess I would say the difference. So their corners, their uh, you know, defensive backs are much worse. They're, they're straight up bad. Um, I was going to say, I think true. that's maybe our biggest difference on the Niners' side of the ball mm-hmm. is, okay, so they had this really good defense two years ago. They had this crazy run game. Uh, Jimmy was playing really well. Uh, I don't remember who their receivers were two years ago, but, like, they still had Debo, but he's not as he's not 2021 Debo Samuel. It just feels like the offense is the same, if not more versatile <laughs> and better. But is that yeah. defense going to do what they need to do? Because they seem like the team that kind of like they can fly around and be really athletic, and you know they don't they don't have the the horses really on the back end, but they're coached well and they blitz properly and at the right time, stuff like that. So what on the pa- this is mainly a Packers question now because I think the heart of the question is the Niners are basically the same team that throttled you two years ago. What mm-hmm. is different about the Packers that gives you so much hope this year? And I think there are differences. Yeah. I'm wondering what you guys think. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, that, well, I mean, I think right away, and the main one is just the defense as a whole. Um, the line is better. Um, the... The linebackers, our, our coverage is a lot better. Um, also, also our offensive line is a lot better, I think. Um, because, well, they ha- the Niners still have the same kind of really good D-line, but our offensive line in 2019 wasn't nearly as good as, as this year, I think. So I think that's the two big things is just defense as a whole and offensive line. I think, I, think, I mean, Rodgers is Rodgers. The running backs are basically the same. I mean... You just replace um, uh, Jamal Williams with uh, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, yeah. Sorry, I'm blanking out. Tyler, what have you seen in this year's Packers team that, like, you've had three years in a row, 13 and three, and obviously somebody who watches every week, you can tell the differences in each team. Obviously, in 2019, like Lafleur, it's his first year. 
maybe they're still figuring things out, but they're winning a bunch of games, and maybe some of the games feel fraudulent. Um, what do you see in this year's team that gives you hope for a deep run? I think you guys kind of both mentioned it. First with, like, Lafleur, how <clears throat> it was kind of, like, up until this year, it was kind of, you know, is this the right decision? Does he get along with Rodgers? There's lots of background stuff to it. But now it's like his third year of 13 wins. He's been doing, you know, well by us, obviously. So I don't think, like, I think just the confidence of like, hey, you know, this isn't like an experiment anymore. Like, I think we're actually a pretty good team. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've had the past couple of years to prove it. And then what Bill said, just with the defense, like, it's just, you know, I knew we were, hesitant about it early in the season, but they've obviously come around strong for us. We're starting to get healthy at the right time. Um, I think just like the mix of the confidence and, you know, knowing who we are. And I mean, Rogers is playing with the ultra ego that we've never seen before. And that could be a good or bad thing, but I'm thinking this is when it comes to winning football games, it's probably going to be a good thing just because, you know, he's always known how good he is, but this year he's kind of got a different kind of chip on his shoulder and whether I like that chip or not it's um, I think it'll it'll pay dividends in the playoffs and hopefully make it a run that's really the heart of it right you get the like I don't care what the chip is but it's there yeah <laughs> wait I, okay I didn't know it was a, a chip on the shoulder I thought it was COVID on the table oh, am I classic those mixed up okay so I have Zingo. good friend <laughs> of the program, some would call him the host of the program. I have Mike Burns on the phone. He has things that he would like to say. Mike, um, as of right now, I pose the question to them. You can answer it if you want to, or you can just say whatever the hell it is you want to say. Um, I asked them what's different about this matchup in both teams from two years ago. Like what gives you so much confidence they could win this game as opposed to just getting bullied like they did two years ago. Okay, well, I'll answer your question. Uh, number one, it's a whole new year. Number two, it's in Green Bay. Number three, the Packers' defense is a lot better. Number four, the Packers' offense is a lot better. You remember that was the first year of Matt LaFleur. So, Packers' offense wasn't all there. We're a lot better all around. I mean, this this Packers team would dominate the 2019 Packers team in the same way the 49ers did that year. Also, the 49ers are worse. Now, uh, now that we got that out of the way, uh, I just want to say, number one, I purposefully contracted COVID for this weekend because this weekend doesn't matter because the Packers are going to get a giant victory and I want to be healthy for the NFC Championship game and the eventual Super Bowl appearance. So uh, I want to say you're welcome to the listeners for that. But in the meantime, I want to thank our good friend Tyler Nelson for coming on the podcast to replace me. I know he's going to do a fantastic job. I'm excited to listen. And before I go, because I'm playing injured, I only have so much breath that I can give. There are a couple things I need to get off my chest. Number one, Matt LaFleur is a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. I don't I, – I know it's frosty between the two of them, but Kyle Shanahan has a losing record in the NFL. I don't want to hear anything about it. Dallas sucks. The fact that they only won that game by one score, pathetic. I'm not scared of – I don't even know their running back's name. 
and I'm pretty sure that uh, Aaron Rodgers and MVS, they're just resting. MVS is not really hurt. He's resting because that's how little this game means. Those boys, like Nick Bosa, peeing outside, his wee-wee has never felt the cold air that is Green Bay. There is going to be a reckoning, to use Aaron Rodgers' words. Packers, 37, 49ers, 21, thank you. And I'm sorry my ego was so big that I just couldn't let a podcast go without getting my voice on it. I love you all. So that is not the second person I've heard who is basically omitting this week because they just want to get to next week. I have a uh, family member of my girlfriend who's not going to the game because she has tickets for next week, and she's just going to go to that one, she says. So that's pathetic. I'd also just like to throw in there, you know. That's uh, a champion right there. That's someone who understands what's going on. Oh, Mike says it's too cold. Okay, that's not a champion mentality. I hope she didn't sell her tickets to 49ers fans, okay? Probably did. All right, I'm running out of breath. I need to go. Okay, bye. Listen to the episode so I can counter everything you said. All (laughs) right. You know, talk about championship mentality. I mean, I'm filling in for the Burns here, doing the exact role that he would do, you know, naturally running this thing, you know, being the steam steam engine. And, you know, I'm over here with the vid as well. You know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there needs to be a, a little grit evaluation here and uh, see who's really got that championship Whoa. mentality. Okay, so if I may, are you? Hang on, are we are we questioning uh, Mike's commitment to the game right now? I mean, I'm just saying. Well, you know? like I said, he's skipping the week because I'm next just, week is more important. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking. We're just giving answers. I'm answering that he um, believes that he can just push this off until next week when he's not going to be watching his team play next week. So I don't know what his plan is really. I I will say uh, if, if the Packers do end up not doing well, this game, that phone call by Mike is going to be so good in the pod intro next season. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be an all time. Is there any, is there any off season, you know, pod work or is this, like, oh boy, he's he's playing with fire. We usually kind of sh- we usually kind of shut it down, but we could always jump on whenever we want. But we sort of just wait until there's a game to pregame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even this whole off season with like all the Rogers talk, I remember being like, "Hey guys, like, do you want to do a pod?" Or just like, hey. we're like, eh, maybe okay. wait till there's a game. <laughs> maybe he's on really the team. Going on. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. So what I have um, to say to retort this man is. He believes, first and foremost, that this whole Lambeau Field thing is an advantage to them. I need a quick weather report. I'm going to pull it up because... Cold. Well, cold, and I need to know if there's going to be wind. Because I don't know how in the world a team that passes 40 times a game versus a team that will run the wishbone if begged to will go into the cold and just run it 40 times against a team who is now I think like 30th in run defense so Mike believes that their defense is so much better which it kind of is as a whole but my god 
Think about that Browns game. Think about that Browns game on Christmas with a competent head coach, a better offensive line, a better quarterback, a better, a better, a better quarterback. Are we saying that, or maybe slightly above better? And then you add Debo Samuel into the mix. I don't know, man. It's not going to be any kind of cakewalk out there for a bunch of guys who are just coming off of injury, a shoulder injury, a torn bicep or pec, whatever it was that Merciless had, and a back injury you're going into 20 degree weather a kickoff it's going to be about 12 i need a wind report weather app i need a wind report five to ten five to ten it's 13 right now northeast so yeah so so cbs sports is saying the game time temperature is 13 degrees for a high four degrees for a low five to ten mile an hour winds uh they say partly cloudy with occasional snow showers but 13 degrees is cold to snow one thing i want people to pay attention to throughout the game is kind of how the packers line up on defense on their in their front because obviously you can't always see the secondary some of the guys i mean i listened to everything this week like all my main stuff i got all the divisional previews it was a lot of fun i very much enjoy playoff football um what they do in a reason that mr devondre campbell ex-beaver is having such a great season is because he's well obviously he's not missing tackles and he's playing really well but he's given a lot of opportunities the Packers really like to go out with that one linebacker set you know not a quote-unquote one linebacker they have their edge rushing linebackers but they like to have just him out there and I think if you've just got your one guy you better be getting a push up front or the Niners are going to zone you to death just like two years ago it's going to look like he's returning kicks every time he touches the ball Wow. Also, I just want to know, how how do you guys feel about this Debo Samuel thing? He's going to be their only key the whole game, and nobody's been able to stop it. I think, is he just going to be, like, anytime you see him in the backfield or anytime he touches the ball, is it like, oh, my God, he could just score? I don't know. I mean, like, he's basically – the way he's been talked about, it's like he's, he's already, like, being, like, mythicized as a player, like, as we get closer to game time. It's going to be, like, before kickoff, they're going to be like, yeah, Debo Samuel, he's just going to, like, they're going to put him back for punts, kicks, you know, running back. Wide. It's like, this guy is just going to run, and he's going to play on the other side of the ball, too. Like, I don't know what he's not going to be able to do in this game. He um, is the but most I mean, fun player to watch the whole back half of the season. He is a bully. He is super strong. He's very fast. And he's just a dog. He's just a football player, and I love that guy so much. I think uh, one thing that I think could maybe happen, I mean, I'm not saying it will because I don't know, but I think, you know, this could be like uh, uh, the, when we played the Titans last year, the year before, whatever it was, and everyone's like, oh, God, Derrick Henry's going to run for a 1,000 yards, and we shut his ass down, and it wasn't even rough. Well, that's the thing. is It's kind of like Shanahan does the thing with Debo that Matt LaFleur can do with Devontae Adams. Like, well, we'll just bracket him. We'll double him. We'll have our best corner follow him. Guess what? It's not that simple. He's got the scheme. He does things to get him open. Like LaFleur will do the thing where he throws four people to one side and he gets lost in the shuffle or he singles him out on the left side. I don't know. He does so many things to get him open. Shanahan's just like, look, man, if I got to get him the ball, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to put him in the backfield. We're going to motion him and give him a little pitch. We're going to throw him a screen. We're going to get him on a play action cross. Like He's just going to somehow 
force the ball into his hands. And I think it's a little bit different than just straight handoffs with a guy like Derrick Henry, especially if you're not afraid of their passing game. It's a little easier. I don't know. It just seems a little bit different because you can just get bodies on Derrick Henry and hope that it works. But when you have somebody as dynamic as Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel, it's very hard all game to just constantly check them. I think, I think the, it's going to be a chess <clears throat> I think the real question is, you know, would Debo Samuel be who he is if his first name was, you know, like John? Debo Samuel <laughs> is a fantastic no. name. Uh, I don't know. John Samuel's a pretty – John Samuel's I mean, it's a, a, it's a strong name. I mean, but, for, uh, for other things. Right. For if other you're, things, you know, sure. you're on the football field, you're, you're making plays, and your name is Debo Samuel, like, I mean, I think that's Especially half the Especially with, like – the lore of the Friday movies where Debo guy, I, oh, why can't I remember the actor's name, but like Debo is just the big giant bully who walks around the neighborhood, rides around the neighborhood on his bike, collecting money from people he's <laughs> given loans to. The name fits, there's no doubt. Yeah, so Ty, uh, if you were if you were Coach LaFleur, what kind of schemes are you throwing at Debo, you know? Like, give me, give me your X's and O's. Joe Barry. <laughs> What's Joe Barry going to do? Well. Yeah, what, Yeah. sorry. I guess I should say what's Joe Barry No, first off, I'm thinking you're going to want to try to keep him the furthest away from the end zone as you possibly can, right? I mean, you know, to start. Okay. Kind of like just in, just in hoops, you know, keep him away from the rim, you know, make it tough on him. Um, All you man, right? you know. Yep, yep. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to hit him. We're gonna try to hit him hard. We're gonna try to get him in the ground. You know, have him taste that frozen, that frozen Lambo. And, Eleven uh, hats to the ball, right? Right, okay. right. Yep. And uh, you know, as far as um, you know, drawing up schemes and, and things like that, I don't have a clue. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep him away from the end zone, oh. and we're gonna we're gonna put him in the ground a couple times. We're gonna make him feel that cold Lambo air, as uh, Mike pointed out. The you know, their their penises have probably never felt that kind of cold Lambo air before, apparently. And, uh, yeah, no schemes. Just hit them. Just play harder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good analysis. That's what I'm here for. Good, that's good analysis. Um, well, Bill, this is the big well, part of the week and the biggest talking point throughout this matchup. I need right now, because I know you have it, I need the injury. I need the injury report, and we need to discuss it. Yes. 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 All right. So I have the, uh, uh, the injury report, courtesy of one Bob Demosky. Um. So there's a lot on it because there's a lot of guys, but we'll go through it as fast as we can and talk about it. So um, Jair back, though he is listed as questionable. Uh, David Bakhtiari also back listed as questionable um and then uh the other one the other big name well i shouldn't say the other well so on the injury report at least is mvs who is doubtful with his back so we got two guys who are back and then one guy who's doubtful with a back but then also um zadari smith is back and um randall cobb is back so a lot of names back. Randall Cobb being back and is others. pretty underratedly yes. huge. But David Moore is not back. So that's again, tough. The whole back, not back with a back. I mean, there's a lot of. What do we expect from the guy who had a back injury 
and Zadarius Smith. What do we expect from that after not playing literally all season and then going into a playoff game against a big-time O-line? So, now, the the comparison that that my mind went to, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, Kyle Schwarber tearing his ACL and then coming back for just the World Series. And everyone was like, oh my god, he's going to like hit a billion home runs because he's literally never been fresher in his entire life. Never been fresher. Um, never, haven't heard that one. Never been fresher. <laughs> yeah. Superior. So, fresh. I mean, when the first game of your season it is so fresh and so clean. Um, when your first game of the year, well, actually I should say second because he did play like three snaps in the Saints game. Um, although you wouldn't have known it because that game was weird and bad. Um, I, I mean... I don't know. I mean, like, if, if you have him coming off the bench to rotate in for, like, Rasham, it's pretty good. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds very good on paper. That's what you'd hope. Mm-hmm. Yes, on paper, all the guys coming back, you'd have Sidarius coming in. Um, I mean, Jair would come in and be, like, probably number one, and then... So then you'd put, I don't know, Stokes in the slot, and then you'd have uh, Rasul probably on the other boundary. Um, you know, you've got Cobb as your slot guy. Um, you got Whitney Merciless coming in for pass rushing downs or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's going to mix it up. I, yeah, just th- Joe Barry can really, uh, he can really, you know, Give you give the Niners a lot of different looks. So obviously looks. we've seen them play in the cold many many times. But what do you think their game plan will be going into this one? Do they attack the 49ers secondary, which is not very good, and risk the uh, potential for <clears throat> sacks maybe, or do you think they get a healthy mix of runs in because it is a little bit colder and get your two two guys going pretty quick? Do you think it's kind of just a standard offensive Packers game plan? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's standard. I mean, it's it's the playoffs. I mean, they're probably going to be really trying to hit every big matchup that they can in their favor. Um, so I mean, I think that I mean it's it's a little tougher with with MVS being doubtful because if he can't go, you don't get those big shot plays. But I think they're definitely going to try to test the secondary early. Um. Because it's their probably their biggest weakness. Yeah, I think they've been playing um, pretty well, but that doesn't mean they're good and that it won't just stop in a right. week's notice. So that's what I'm kind of worried about mm-hmm. is just them chugging down the field super easily by like just passing because it really could be that easy. Um, I think this question maybe to clo- get close to wrapping it up. Um, this might be better suited for next week. Should Packers advance but do you do you believe because I don't I don't exactly believe it but I love to see it do you think there's something going on like they have not made the Super Bowl in 10 years over 10 years and they've had some pretty rough losses and some of it it does feel like there's like there's like a lid on the basket almost like there's just the more times you don't make it the more times you don't advance to the Super Bowl the more times it happens the more you might be able to you might tighten up towards the end of these games that you feel like you should win and that you're just you're just trying to break through the barrier and it's very hard do you feel like there's any of that going on at least with the fans or do you guys 
is there just a confidence surrounding this team this year? Uh, Ty, yeah, go first? I um. Do you believe there's some bad juju going on, or do you think this is the team to bust out of that? I will nervously say that I think this is the team to bust out of that. I, you know, I don't know if, you know, I'm calling for a ring right now, even though that's obviously, you know, what we're striving for and what the team is looking like. But I think it just feels different. Like, we haven't, with, like, the Rodgers situation going on, like, I just, we've never really had to deal with that. Like, I feel like it's always kind of been... Like the news around the Packers have always has always been, oh yeah, you know they'll be there and they got Rodgers and we'll see how far you know he can take them and and now it's like Rodgers has, has the uh, the COVID on the toe or the chip on the shoulder and then the uh, just like the rest of the team is so much better than what we've seen you know historically we've got we got good weapons we got two you know really good running backs. Um, the defense is looking really, looking really well, and then I think ultimately Lafleur just like, you know, he's officially solidified himself as like, you know, he's a good coach. There isn't much drama, you know, between him and Rodgers as there was in the past, and question marks there. It was, I don't know. I get the feeling this year that like more teams are nervous to play the Packers compared compared to other years and I don't know if it's exactly because of skill or who's around the team but just like you know I think I think ultimately it's Rodgers has been through too much this year and put too much on himself to just like lay it up like I think his ego is just gonna like carry him like he's not gonna <laughs> lose you know like I don't know I feel like if he you know well, they they definitely have that where teams definitely thought they were a little bit softer in the past and I don't think people feel that way this year namely Chris Long love, love me some Chris Long right but yeah Bill what do you think uh yeah I think Ty made a lot of really good points um I think my main thing that I want to say uh it's giving me really big uh Milwaukee Bucks vibes this is this is uh, MLF's third year. It took it took uh, Mike Budenholzer three years to win a ring, um, with some playoff problems leading up to it, and, and the whole talk of you know can they get over the top? Will, will they finally be able to get to the big game? And and you know is is this Aaron Rodgers' last game? You know there was talk of Giannis leaving in the off season after the Heat series. I mean, there's some very strong parallels you can uh, you can draw between these two franchises. Very much so so. I'm, uh, I'm not saying that the Packers will finally get the monkey off their back and defeat the <laughs> Suns in the NBA Finals, but, you know, I'm not right. saying it's not going to happen. I suppose the, the root of my question, from my point of view, obviously, is they have been so good so many years, like constantly over 10 wins, constantly winning the division winning the divisional round and or at least winning like a wild card game always winning a playoff game um it just seems like everything that goes on in the regular season no matter how good they look for the majority of it it just it has that feel of like the team that is built for the regular season and i hate saying that because that sounds really dismissive but that's kind of how it's always been it's like something changes it's like what i was telling you over Uh text not too long ago with the peyton manning things like they struggled in the playoffs right away because it was almost like basketball. They had this thing they did 
in the regular season that was the winning formula. They get to the playoffs and they get to teams like the Patriots. They're like, look, we're going to hit all of your receivers immediately when they get off the line because your whole thing is based on timing. And when that doesn't work out, you guys are screwed and they, they get beat. I don't know how to quant- or I don't know what that is for the Packers, but it does feel like some things like it's like they play different games when they're in the playoffs. It doesn't feel like a typical Packers game, and then yeah. and then we tighten up, and then we get fourth and eight, down eight points, and we kick a field goal <laughs> like last year, stuff like that. It just seems like yeah. they get away from themselves, and I'm kind of hoping that happens again. That's how <laughs> I see a team beating them. Like that's how sure. I see teams beating them. I don't think about what happened in the regular season because it seems like they get away from that sometimes. But very excited for it. Regardless, I'm going to give you, before we move on, I will give you some matchup stats from the past few years. We will give predictions on the other three games, and then we will give predictions on this game. So let's do ever since Rodgers started starting for the Green Bay Packers. They are 6-6 versus the 49ers, and that is including playoffs. Three of those losses have come in the playoffs. One in 2013, the Colin Kaepernick game. 2014, another Colin Kaepernick game. And two seasons ago, the domination on the ground in which Jimmy Garoppolo threw seven passes. I, I think it was seven. I think it was eight. I think it was six for eight. I'm on it, Dan. But either way, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll I guess for, for sure. seventy-seven boys. I guess we'll never know. So, it's not looking great historically. I have faith in yes. my Niners, which is super funny because. I'm so glad that they're in this game because weeks ago, remember when I told you and Mike I had my list, my list of teams that could beat the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs? Yes. The Niners were like my X-Factor team. Like we, They need to sneak into that 7 or 6 seed because I know they could beat them. That was my only hope. It was, oh, like, it was like the collusion. Rams on a good day, the Cowboys on a good day, the Bucks because of Tom, and the Niners. Like That's my list. Breaking news, there's my list. <laughs> Wow. There was my hardcore podcast (laughs) exclusive. Mike, you better be ready for that one. Let's see here. Yeah, don't blow your ears out when that take hits. Yeah, I hope he gets COVID in his ears because of it. Ooh. I think he already does. He threw eight passes. Threw eight. He was six for eight. Yeah. Oh, I said threw passes, not completed. He just threw eight. Oh. I wish you would have attempted one more. Ooh, that's All right. First game of the afternoon, we have the one-seeded Tennessee Titans, possibly the most disrespected one-seed in all of football history, versus the upstart Bengals, who won their first playoff game in 31 years. What do you guys have? The Titans are favored by four points. Um... I don't know because, well, I mean, the Titans are kind of like the, uh, um, oh God, now I'm blanking. The Titans are kind of like the Packers and that they've basically just been injured. The most injured. Um, they've had the, they've played so many well, people. Yes. yes. Uh, and now everyone's back and healthy. Um, 
So, I mean, I don't know. Joe Burrow's good. Like, he just, like, decided, like, the last couple weeks of the season, he's like, I'm just going to throw for a billion yards and a bunch of touchdowns. And, like, this offense is going to His be connection good. with Jamar Chase um, is scarily similar to, like, Aaron and Jordy and Aaron and Devontae. He's like, I'm just going to throw it because this guy's going to catch it. It's crazy. It's like they played <laughs> in college together. They need Panay Sewell, though. Um, oh. Yeah, where's uh, yeah, it's so funny. I was gonna get a sidetracked into like the 2020 LSU. It's like, oh wow, that offense was like historically good for college. And then you look, it's like, yeah, they're trying to recreate it in Cincinnati right now, and it's they're gonna trade for Justin Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill, who do you got? Bengals, Um, Titans. But yeah, sorry. With all that being said, uh, I think the Titans are gonna win. Um, I, I don't have a score prediction. Do you think they cover? It's I, minus four. Yes. I, I also think seven. the Titans are going to win. Um, they're the one seed for a reason. They've beaten really good teams. They've lost to some bad teams, but that was for, you know, like COVID reasons and injury reasons. They have all they need back. They have A.J. Brown back, fully healthy. He's incredible. Their defense is, like, sneaky, really good and solid. Um I think one of the best defensive tackles in the entire sport. Most people don't even know his name, but he's on that team. Uh, it's something Jackson. <laughs> I don't even know his name. I forgot it, but he's incredibly good. I would take, I think, unfortunately, the Bengals either get like some sort of backdoor cover or I don't think they win. If they win, it's by a last-second field goal. I think the Titans, they roll. They're really good. The Bengals, happy to be here. Joe Burrow gets at it next year taking the titans by at least a touchdown tyler what do you think um you know i will go with whatever decision makes uh joe burrow smoke more cigars in the locker room i absolutely love that just image for some reason i'm going Bengals. i think uh i think joe burrow love and jamar chase are gonna light it up early i think they're gonna try to you know Usually, you know, you get the lead, you put the other team in, in uh, kind of throwing decisions, but I honestly don't know how that'll work with the Titans. I think he's still probably, you know, hand the ball off, but I think, um, you know, if they get the early lead, make the Titans press a little bit and, uh, you know, hopefully minimize the damage from Henry. Um, I don't know. I just, I've always, I've like never been a fan of watching the Bengals, and all of a sudden this year, I'm like, these guys are so much fun. Like Joe Burrow's just smoking cigars in the locker room. Like Jamar Chase is unbelievable. Like I'll do anything to watch more of that. I'm going Bengals. I love that. All they had to do was get rid of that stripe on the side of their jerseys, and now their jerseys are fire. Yeah, that's right. Joe Burrow also makes it just warrior. look cool. Love that pick. I wish I was bold enough to take it. Next, we have on Sunday, because we'll get to this game, our game last. Sunday morning at 2 o'clock, God's time zone. 2 a.m.? I'll be up. We got Rams at the Buccaneers. Does Tom Brady win his 10th divisional round game in a row, or do the Rams put it all together? Does the all-star team go to the NFC championship game. You know, as much as I would love to pick the Rams <laughs> in the upset, I, I'm not. I, I think, I think Tom Brady's going to roll. I do too. <laughs> I, 
I think I think I think Frat Stafford is going to make some bad plays. Uh, I think that I think the uh, the Tampa defense is again really good. Uh, their offense is good. I mean, I'm not saying they're great. I'm, they're good. Odell's picking good it up. Offense. Nice I think to it'll see. Do enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, disagree there. Um, I, I, I just, I just don't think the Rams are that good. Um, I never really have trusted them. My ever. thing on the Rams um, is I think they can beat anybody in this field other than going to Lambeau and winning. They're the only team I can see going there and just like shitting their pants because I don't trust them at all in that spot. I think they could go to Tampa and put on a show and win. I just also think the Buccaneers are going to win. Tom Brady not having his receivers or Ronald Jones. Like, eh, it's, I don't know. He makes it, he makes it work. Sometimes it comes to a head when it's a bigger game, like the NFC championship game, but Tom makes it work. He just does. So I also think they win. I think they cover by three. Well, they, they win by more than three, you know, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be back in the NFC championship game against either the Green Bay Packers for the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler? I don't like picking this game at all because I don't <laughs> like the all-star team that the Rams have put together. Well, I, you know, I don't have a problem with going out and finding the best talent possible. They just It just rubs me the wrong way. Just the old gridiron fan in me that I guess I have. But then if I don't pick them... I have to pick the man that's been running the NFL for my entire lifetime, which is fine. I don't think I'm going to consider <laughs> myself, you know, a Tom Brady hater, but I'm also kind of, and that's fine. I know you are. I am. I'm, I just, it's almost like the LeBron thing where I'm not, I'm not a hater of either of them. I'm going to appreciate watching them, but like there's new talent now. I'm kind of ready for like what's next. You're just like over it. You're just like, yeah, you just, leave, just like, man. You, like we're ready to done move on. everything that you can. Like LeBron's on the Lakers with his old ass team and they suck. It's like, I'm done watching you. Like Tom, you went to Tampa Bay, you won your ring You with Gronk again. Like Antonio Brown thing was interesting. And I'm just like done. Like there's fresh meat. There's new good quarterbacks coming up. And I don't know with all that. I'm going Tom Brady. Yeah, as long as he keeps your boy out of the Super Bowl, just keep, keep coming back, man. Keep signing one years. I don't care. All right. And for possibly the best game of the entire weekend or the hardest to pick, we've got Bills at Chiefs. The Chiefs are only favored by a point and a half at home because Ooh. the Bills just played the most perfect offensive game of football we have ever seen. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, no punts, no field goals, no turnovers. What do we think? Yeah. Uh, this game is going to be fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this game is going to be electric. This game is going to be this game is going to be a fucking riot. Um, we got uh, man. I would love to see. It's too bad the uh, the Bills didn't get like the number one team in the AFC, and you have the Chiefs on the road and just like the Bills everywhere, and it would be a lot of fun. Um, Sorry, for those who don't know, Bildos are the dildos that Bill's <laughs> yeah, learned to build. Classic. Um, uh, but, I don't know, the 
the Chiefs looked dead in the water in the first half of the season, and then they played Jordan Love, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're still the Chiefs. And then the, their defense was like, we're going to be really good, and the offense is like, yeah, we're going to be even better. And then they just were like taking They completed one the third down pass to ice the game against the Packers in a 16-10, to 16-7 game, and they're like, yeah, we're back! Have we seen anything <laughs> like that with the defense, where they yeah. go literally? Did I see their like last to first in the two halves of the season? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it. Um, well, they got two very important guys back, and Spagnolo started to get a little frisky. So that's kind of what all, all that really happened. They got Frank Clark back. Um, I'm forgetting the other guy, but they got two really important. De- De- Jones, Dion Jones? No, I don't. Why can't it doesn't matter. Sure. They got two very important I'll buy that front for seven guys back, and it really, really helped. Um, so I will say, um, CISO went one, and a one half. or one and a half. This is... Okay. I, I mean, I'll still take the Chiefs, but just because I think they've, now that they've been, what, two straight Super Bowls, they've just got that. And then they also had that insane comeback against the Texans. Like, th- this team is absolutely built for the playoffs, and, like, absolutely nothing faces them. Like, they're just going to – and I think the Bills, while Josh Allen has some experience, um, I think there's some mentality there. They're not quite – you know, the, the big games are a little – the lights may be a little too bright sometimes. Um, I don't think this is going to be I, – I, I, I don't know what this score is going to be. I don't think – it's, it's hard for me to say that either team is going to be like a blowout. I think it'll be super close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it come down to like a... Who's their kicker? Butker? Is that the Chiefs kicker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see like a Butker. I don't exactly... I mean, it. in the same vein, I don't see it being a game winner. I see somebody being like up by four and they need a first down to like ice the game and it's just like a super intense third and seven that so they either get or it's super close oh, yeah. or a penalty's called or something crazy like yeah. I'm just I think Josh Allen's super ready for this game uh-huh. the Chiefs are obviously the easy not the easy pick but like been there before been there done that right I just I think the Bills want it and they're ready they got kind of Mm-hmm. I forgot what happened exactly the sequence of events in last year's AFC championship game, but it was like they had one bad turn of events that just like the game was over. The Chiefs took advantage of an opportunity. They scored and it was just there's nothing else they could do. I think the Bills are just mm-hmm. so much more complete this year. They've figured out their offense with, you know, Devin Singletary as their running back, but he, they don't use him a whole lot like they're liberally using Josh Allen in the run game. Like, just do it. We're going to call design runs for you. We're going to let you use that missile launcher in the freezing cold. And just, I don't know, man. I think Josh Allen's ready to become a star today. And I still don't have a pick. I can't can't (laughs) pick. I'm going to take the over. (laughs) Yeah, have a lot of fun. Have Have so much fun out there. I think... Man, I don't know. I th- this is a bigger game for the Chiefs, I think, than the Bills. I think, you know, the Chiefs have been the standard for the past couple of years. They got Patrick Mahomes. He's, you know, talked about he's easily the most valuable player in all professional sports on any level, whatever. But they've just, you know, they've had so many up and downs this year. that, And as soon as they don't show the type of perfection that we've seen from them for the past, like, couple of years, that people just seem to be off the bandwagon and you know there's something wrong with the Chiefs I think the Bills 
still have I think if they don't if they don't do it this year if they play a competitive game um, you know and keep keep the the gang together for next year I, like I don't think anybody's gonna be out on the bull, on the, out on the bills for losing to the Chiefs I think if the Chiefs get just bombed by the bills that would be a big turn of events as far as you know observing the two the two quarterbacks um, Patrick Mahomes and um, Josh Allen I think I, I'm with Germ. I think Josh Allen is just unbelievable. I've never seen such a big guy that could run so fast. I can just huck the ball down the field. Like I love watching him play. I'm going. It's fucking oh, it's insane! Launcher. He's just the biggest guy I've ever seen. Um, I think it's gonna he, a little bit, yeah. But see, that's kind of like part of it, though, too. Like he's kind of just like he looks like he's like you know, 19 and he hit his girl spurt and he's on the varsity team now. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, he's unbelievable. Like he made questionable decisions in the past for, you know, throwing the ball and everything and accuracy. And I, I'm thinking either it's going to come down to either Allen, you know, stepping up to the plate and playing the way that he can, or Mahomes is going to have a couple costly turnovers. Um, I think in the end, I, I'm going bills. I'm excited to watch that game. Another really great, confident pick. He takes the Bengals and the Bills. I love this guy. Wow. I'm just afraid to pick against the Chiefs, and it's kind of like an I don't know who I want to win. He makes a great point about the Chiefs thing, where like if they if if they don't win, it's like well you got that Super Bowl against the Niners, which like a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, but then you got bodied by the Buccaneers, just like. It's kind of like the Warriors thing. Like, the Warriors won in 2015 against a really hurt Cavs team. They lost in 2016 with the best record to ever be posted. And then they won two more with Kevin Durant, which, who, like, again, championships are championships. But, like, we need that one that's like, yeah, you. <laughs> Not my record. Like, we do need the one that just, like, solidifies. Like, this is just, like, this is the team. Like, if they, if they don't make it even to the AFC championship game this year, that's a little that's a little tough. I think they can bounce back, but there's a lot on the line, I think, here for both teams. I'm very, very, very you know, say if they lose like thirty one right. to ten, like what's what's the offseason look like for the Chiefs? Like what if they just get absolutely gotta revamp their receivers probably. I... They need better than Nicole Hardman and Byron Pringle. Well it's just crazy because sure. they were I mean, they've been the standard. It's the easy pick every single year and now it's like you know, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about them. And yeah, I think this is definitely more pressure on the Chiefs and the Bills. I agree. All right, guys. Game predictions for the game of the weekend. Not really, but our game of the weekend. Tyler, you. I want to save Tyler for last because he's had just some electric picks this segment. Bill, we'll start with you as always. Okay, thank you. Uh, So, uh, hot take: best uniform matchup of the day or the weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole weekend. The weekend. Bills Chiefs it will be pretty good the if the Chiefs weekend. were the. Well, I might like it better if the Bills weren't blue. No, the Bills white and the Chiefs in the red. That's going to be really good. But anything Niners, you know, the Packers are really good. I like it better when the Niners are wearing red. But I'm, I'm with you. It's it's top two. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to Fair you. Enough. Best NFC. Good Best talk. NFC. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll take that. Um, so anyway, I alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast, uh, but I am terrified. 
absolutely a complete nervous wreck. Um, I know the whole season I was like, eh, the Packers, whatever. Aaron Rodgers, don't care, blah, 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 blah. And then Hashtag the last, not like, scared. Week, I've just been like, right. Well, turns out <laughs> hashtag very scared. Um, because I have been mainlining the Beater Pukowski Hopium and never a great sign. You're just like, yeah, give me um, all the positives. Just give it all to me. Yeah. Um, everything I read about the Packers makes it seem like we just have to have things go right for us. And everything I read about the Niners seems like they're just. <laughs> I love that. Destroy us. Like, hey, Packers, just play your game. Just like you've and, been doing all year. The Niners, like, we're going to come in and fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> oh. Um, so I am not looking forward to this, and it's a the bleeping night All day. Game, so I have hours, the whole day to just stew on it. It's the worst. Having a beer at 10 in the morning worst. just to get ready. Um, <laughs> just to settle the nerves. I'm gonna I'm gonna go crack a window and, and shake Lee had to take a drag of a cigarette. <laughs> yes, I'm basically I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the uh, Matthew McConaughey. Every, yeah, every commercial you're looking at the timeline the whole day. Yeah, I'm just I'm just doom scrolling <laughs> Packers Twitter the whole time. It's gonna be a rough one. Uh, with that, all of that, all of the uh, qualifiers. That I've couched this game in, uh, Packers are going to win, of course, because um, that's what they do. It's the it's the PPP. They don't lose when we do the PPP, except when we do. But even when they do lose, you know the spiel. We've done it before. We don't need to rehash. Um, so my final score prediction for this one is Packers twenty eight. The Forty uh, ers just get 20. 20. Not bad. All right, for me. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think this is going to have a lot of similarities to that Browns game. A little bit colder. You're going up against a running team with a, um, how should I say, um, handicapped passing attack. But a better coach. He can do more things with the guys he has. Defense has been playing very well. They're very solid. They fly to the ball. They're not afraid of the cold. It feels like this team, even though they play in Santa Clara, are... uh, made for the cold they have trent williams best left tackle in football for the last eight years good offensive line you can run behind and mike mcdaniel that offensive coordinator that we didn't talk about love him i just think the packers should cower in fear of that man (laughs) the whole night (laughs) drinking mountain dew and eating pizza and gaming in madden before he plays this game he's just getting his mind sharp Is he doing? Is he doing the, the thing that we used to do when we were kids, where you would play the matchup before the game started on Madden? And so, if you won, you like you like kick the team's ass and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yes. oh man, we're yes, gonna he win." Would. That's what he does. Yes. Okay. Um, so then, like I said, with the Browns game, I think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring. Aaron Rodgers has scored over twenty points. I think it's twenty over twenty in every playoff game he's ever played in, and they're more than capable of scoring thirty. But I. I think the weather kind of slows that down a little bit and the fact that the Niners are just going to eat clock. So I think the Packers get to 24 and the Niners get to 27. And like I said, with the Bills-Chiefs game, it's not going to be a game winner. It's going to be 
Either the Niners are up three and they're trying to run some clock to kill it, or the Packers are down three and they're trying to get in range. And we saw how that went earlier this year. I don't think that they stopped them at getting range. Maybe we have a missing Crosby action. That would be pretty electric. Um, so yes, 27-24, Niners. They move on. Tyler, what do you have for me? I think we got ourselves a uh, good old-fashioned set-the-tone game. I think, uh, you know, coming off that bye week, <sighs> we're either going to have, like, three three-and-outs in the first quarter or we're going to score, like, 14 points, march down the field, no problem, no questions asked. I think between those two, you know, court first-quarter uh, turnouts is going to basically set the tone for the rest of the game i am nervous but i think if we if we get the lead and we make garoppolo keep the ball in his hands and him make the plays and him make the decisions i think we're looking pretty good um obviously if you know if the niners get that early lead and, and they start running the ball keep rogers off the field um you know, you talk about the the running game and, and slowing down, slowing down the game and keeping it a low scoring game. I'm thinking we're gonna get off to an early start and then it's gonna be pretty choppy from there. I'm going 24-17 Packers, two quick touchdowns right away for Rodgers, and then we're gonna do our classic stall them out and uh, hope to God we survive for the rest of the game. Three, three points in the second half, just the one field goal right. to put it on yep. a peach. Yep, no, that's exactly what I'm waiting for. It's going to be cold. Oh the Niners the Niners notoriously play one good half in each game. You probably want that to be the first mm-hmm. half, am I right? I'm, yeah, I'm going 24-17. Yeah, it's gonna, the second half is not going to be good. Just hold on to your hats, boys. I'm excited. I'm excited. Bill? Okay. Send us out. All right. So we will see you next week for the NFC Championship game because, again, the Packers are going to win because this is the PPP. So with all that being said, um, go back, go, and uh, we will see you another time.